Hiya. Welcome back, Shinners. Welcome back to the Shindig podcast, where we get under the skin of the trials community. I'm Tom Hutley, and I am here with... Matt Pengelly. And we have a very special guest today. Everyone's a special guest on the yeah. Shindig podcast. The I don't know why I say that. New youngest. New youngest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, only by a few months. So, Charlie, you, you're booted off um, of that area now. It's Mr. Adam Morwood. Yo, Adam. Right. <laughs> How's it going? Good, thank you. Are you? Yes, man. Loving life. Yeah, doing well. It's a sunny day, isn't it? Um, it's sunny in your part of the world? Uh, it's quite windy, but it's not raining, so can't complain. Whereabouts in the UK are you for our listeners, Adam? Uh, I'm about 20 minutes from Sheffield, between Sheffield and Chesterfield, just on the edge of the Peak District. Northerner, Yorkshire, Yorkshire man. I mean, it's I just don't get how you guys up there just just ride. It's um, I swear every video you, that goes on like your Instagram, there's always so much wind noise. Yeah. Just like either windy or raining all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've been in the scene for actually for someone who's the youngest who we've had on the on the uh, on the show. You've been riding trials for still quite a long time, really. Haven't yeah. You? Uh, how how long have you been on your bike? As long as I can remember, really. I remember, the earliest I can remember was like when I was two or three. I used to go to the motorbike world championships with Donna Fox. Mm-hmm. We used to travel with her because my dad was her minder. Uh, I just used to ride around, jump off curbs. And, you like know, we all did, yeah. Yeah, and then just never really stopped. Just continued from that. I think we can we can see that in uh, Adam's riding for for those that don't uh, actually uh, have seen him ride, but I'm sure you will uh, after this. Um, and uh, how old are you, Adam? We say the youngest. How old are you actually now? Yeah, I was 19 a few weeks ago. So he's covering grounds because this is 18 only. Yeah, over 18. It's over 18 like... only. I actually got it wrong. I thought that you were just turning 18. We so... was like, quick, we'll grab him. You know, like, yeah, he's yeah. over 18. He's yeah. like, <laughs> he's, he's allowed to come on and. Uh, you know, get comes to the dark side of trials, effectively. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's get into a, a bit about Adam because I'm sure there are people that, that don't know you. You're you are quite lad, but you are one hell of a rider. Um, for people that don't know, um, I, we've already sort of been. How long have you been riding? So two, you're two years old when you started. You're now 19. Anyone that's good at maths, <laughs> you know, it's thought, longer than I've thought, been riding. Yeah, that's probably that's yeah, what I'm trying to get. 17 that, years. Age, yeah, similar. Yeah. Um and uh. Do you remember that first sort of bike that you'd had where you realised you were this might be for you, and you like sort of you grew that passion? Uh, yeah, I would say it was a white Monte Two Hundred Five with a front disc. I remember that, and that was where I really started to enjoy it and do little stupid stuff on my bike. Really, just trying weird stuff. Like I don't really remember why, but whenever I'd be going to my mum and dad used to go to the pub sometimes on a Friday. There were some rocks outside, so every time I'd take my bike, and they just. I bet your me. dad loved that too. Like, oh, we can get to the pub that way. We can uh, <laughs> let Adam ride his bike outside. Mate, oh, that's, that's awesome! I, I would love that today. You know, we'd go have a few pints and then just uh, grab but a bike. You, <laughs> so you were riding rocks before I was probably riding a bike. I you mean trial? You mean trials? Uh, no, a not bike. A bike. No, a bike. He was. But by the sounds, he might be riding rocks before I was riding a bike. Mate, you're, do, do the maths. <laughs> When did you learn to ride a bike? When I was three. Right. Oh, I thought we... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just no, came out... I realised what I said out loud. I was like, no, no, I meant it like on a trial yeah, yeah, trials, trials bike. bike. I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were riding rocks before I got on a trials bike. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I was five or six, something like that. And then how did it then progress from there? So when was it just kind of just casually potting around on rocks and having fun? What was like the first, you know into the world of trials, like, to actually go big? Um, I remember the BIU European Championships when I was seven in La Scala. Uh, Jack was, I think, like, 15, something like that. Mm. And I remember that one quite clearly. I was I was second in, the, in my first, like, European trial. And I was winning until the last section. And then it was one of those where I didn't really understand the rules. Mm. And at BIU year... You go over like tape at the end, so like like a finishing gate sort of thing, 
and I went over the wrong tape. Like I went outside the section instead of over the finishing tape. Oh, yeah, you didn't actually know. Because oh, I, I thought that was the end, but obviously not. So I got a five for that, and then I was second. So. That you've heard it here first. You see, even even the best riders still now just go through the wrong the wrong gate, go over the tape. It is so simple to um, to mess it up. You yourself have had quite um, a bit more of a competition journey. Like obviously, we've everyone's had their their trials journey, career, however you yeah. want to call it. And you've always been sort of working towards comps. Is that right? Yeah, I've always just loved the feeling of competition. Like mm. you can ride as much as you want around here like I could ride rocks all the time and it's always different ways when you go to a competition you've got to ride what's set in front of you I think that's quite a cool challenge like there's no there's no skipping things out you've just got to do yeah. it yeah and that, that's what we might be missing out on a lot of other riders doing these street things you, you're forced aren't you very much yeah. sort of forced so got I can do it and the uh the having that end result you know at the end of the day something to kind of show for it quite often <laughs> Just coming back with the aching body, it isn't really anything to show for it. <laughs> so you've always you came second then, you're quite young. I just wanted to know how many competitions you've actually won over over the years, over these sort of 17 years of riding. Um I've been BIU world champion four times. So every age group until yeah. now I'm an elite. Obviously, I haven't won that. <laughs> But yet, to be honest, yes. that would be quite a big aim. I've always really loved BIU. I know people give it some stick and whatever, but because I always ride natural, I just I love the the natural riding of BIU. So, so that would be a big big goal. And I've also been UCI World Champion once as well. So just to kind of as a recap for people that might be new to trials or don't understand the competitions, you might be the best person to explain this actually. <laughs> big big difference between BRU and UCI. They're the two kind of factions of trials. What what is the main differences, Adam? Well, the main difference probably BRU is more natural than UCI, and also you can touch your pedal on the floor. You can basically touch anything apart from your feet and your hands and your body. Mm. Pretty much the main difference. And that way you and the on the other side of it, UCI, you can't use any of those or you'll be penalized in some way yeah. or, you know, um, dabs, as we call them, you know, ban the dab, ban, yeah. ban, ban the dab. Uh, I know you're one for a good old tactical uh, dab, Adam. I <laughs> let's not put it. I mean, come on. When you see <laughs> I, the height of some of the I, things. In no, this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> you were so young. This is back. I'm saying like 2013, you know, uh, that's when I. That's when I remember sort of probably meeting you when I went to the competitions yeah, um, quite a while ago. Adam, I think then was, yeah, beating beating me quite fair and square. I might have been able to jump up a pallet harder, but I couldn't stay on the pallet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was that kind of initial um, journey through me realizing that it doesn't matter on your age or how these guys are amazing trials riders before they're getting to to that level. And it's like you and Charlie um, sort of segueing into that. What's the competition like between you two? Is it, you know, is it healthy? Give us some dirt. Give Everyone us something that we won't, we won't, you know. It's, it's healthy. We've always been, we've always, when we were younger, it was always like us against each other in British competitions and stuff. And then in worlds of like BIU, he would always win in his last year. And then hopefully the next year I would follow his footsteps. So we've always been like really good friends. There's no no beef at all. It's a yeah. shame because sometimes it's quite healthy. I'm sure there's a little bit of banter between, you know, you, of course, oh, Adam's done that. Oh, I better do that. You know, I'm sure there's an <laughs> element of that somewhere. You Maybe you're watching Charlie. Yeah, maybe, like... maybe when we were younger, it was like when Charlie won the BIU. I remember, I think it was Benjamin, like, so under 12. I remember that one. Charlie won when he was 12 and I was like, I really want that to be me next year. And there was a bit of banter there and he was like, yeah, go on. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're pushing each other. Obviously, sort of very similar age. You've been riding for similar uh, time frames. Yeah. Um, you've yeah, grown up really... together, going to competitions, right? You know, your families know each other quite well. Um, so I've always seen you guys as rivals, but friends. <laughs> There's no rivalry, really. <laughs> in, yeah, in, in, in a positive, positive way. Yeah, yeah. 
about that. Go on. No, no, sorry. I was just about to say, like, in the comp, we spoke about, you know, where you are, and of course, you've got this access to some wonderful natural, and you love riding a lot of natural. How do you stay motivated when you go out and ride natural? Do you have, like, a training procedure, and how often do you ride? Um, well, the main thing recently, I've been riding, like, every day I ride on my own, so there's no one around. So at first it was a bit like, what well, I need to do something because when the weather's horrible and there's no one around, it's always kind of a bit off-putting, like, I don't want to try that, I might crash, or I don't want to hurt myself yeah. and there's no one around. So <laughs> it's quite a weird one, but literally just putting my earphones in, listening to music while I was riding, it felt like not as lonely when I was riding. And... Um, I guess you can say sometimes the type of music like influences the way I ride yeah. some days. Yeah, 100%. It's weird, but that's how I feel. So yeah. What would be on your playlist? Is it kind of a big heavy metal thrash, like, yeah, get up that damn rock, or is it more, let's go smooth and chilled? <laughs> uh, it's a mixture, really. You know, Arctic Monkeys from Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, my dad used to listen to them, so I grew up listening to them. Uh, great band. Yeah. I met the, met the drummer, Alex, years oh, ago. Yeah. I had the point. guitarist in my cab. <laughs> See, look, there we go. <laughs> uh, but awesome band, mate. Yeah, there's uh, quite a good few Trolls videos with um, with their yeah. Brainstorm track that they did because it's that so fast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Good good choice, mate. I, I like to I like what <laughs> I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, someone who rides on, on their own, I find trying to find those kind of motivations because I know a lot of people ride on their own. Lots of people yeah. who listen to this ride on their own. I myself, I just, I just can't, I can't genuinely do it myself. And then when you are out and about, you've got your music in. Is it like, you know, oh, I want to go home, or I've got to do something good before I can go home, or just ride for a set amount of hours? Uh, I do quite a mixture. Like, I quite and en- I really enjoy like technical practicing. So, I'll do maybe like an hour of technical at first do like almost as a warm-up but just to gain like the feeling of the bike gain the control that sort of thing and then try and do an hour of hard moves and then for the last half an hour almost just like try stuff that I can't do so hopefully at some point I will be able to do them that was my main aim recently just trying to do stuff that I can't do so actually fail it when you say that are you actually failing each time yeah yeah, yeah all the time interesting because I could feel myself like, I know where I want to be, but to do that, I need to just crash and fall off and not be able to do some stuff. Like there's some stuff that I absolutely hate doing. Like I was out this morning, there's just one move that every time I look at it, I'm like, why? But you just gotta do them sort of things, don't you? Like in a competition, it's it's gonna be there. You know, it'll be there. Yeah. Like because a wrong way side that, up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I was on about this. Time. <laughs> do you know what? That's, that's the only thing. I absolutely hate them. But... I was trying to get Matt to do them this weekend and it just looks so like, his legs turn like Bambi on ice. And he's like falling <laughs> everywhere. I just, like, just heard Sam Wheeler laugh at me in the background. Like, what are you doing? Um, but he's, Yeah, I like that though, because so, at the end of the day, you're not going to get any better if you just practice what you're good at. Like, you're yeah. just going to plateau. So to approach it head on and like you say it's going to come up at some point yeah that is a big thing like wrong way side up this morning it's like I can't maybe half a foot the takeoff and if you fall one way it's quite a big a big fall so it's <laughs> yeah. one of them where you're just yeah. like UCI right. would probably put that in so you're like just... I'm going to have to do it it's not out of um, you know out of your comfort zone this is obviously yeah. the main yeah, yeah, the main thing a... because at the end of the day, if you ain't going to do that, you aren't going to do that in the uh, in the competition. Yeah, I wouldn't do it in a trial. So, and um, how do you feel? Obviously, sort of last year there were no comps. We didn't. You couldn't compete. Um, was that one of your first years you hadn't competed in many um, years? Or give us a little bit on sort of missing out on on the comps last year. I'm sure they were sort of quite saddened by that. Yeah, I've never really missed many competitions. I had a broken ankle the year before, but I still did the competitions just not <laughs> very well. How did you break your ankle out of curiosity? Was it trials? That or... was riding, yeah. Wow. I didn't really realise, though, because I literally just jumped off something. You know when you... Wait, you didn't realise it was broken? Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was quite happy with the move. Like, I'd just done a gap, yeah. and I was like, oh, 
I've never done that before. And as I jumped off, I jumped and slightly twisted in midair. And when I landed, I was like, oh, that didn't feel right. Didn't really think much of it. And then literally, I didn't find out it was broken for like a month after because the hospital didn't see the cracks either. So I had to go to a, like a specialist doctor and he, then he saw it and he was like, I don't know what the hospital has seen, but there's two clear cracks. <laughs> wow. And how painful was that one? Is that your the worst injury left... you've had? Yeah, I would say a lot yeah. concussion a few a few years ago. That was quite bad. Uh, <laughs> but I'd say the ankle was worse because you can like now this morning when it's really cold, I have to put like two or three pairs of socks on that foot because I can still feel the pain sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound quite as bad as as a sorry. It sounds worse than a shindig. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't sound quite as bad um, as a shindig. And I think you might have surpassed that as, a, as an injury. So um, fair play, mate. No, good for you. Um, yeah, just going back to what you sort of missed on, what were the competitions you did miss on last year? The main one for me last year was the Junior Worlds because that was like my main aim for... <coughs> you would have won it. <coughs> Sorry. Yes, yes, mate. We know. That's <laughs> a big, big... For us, that's what we're saying. Um, we're saddened that you missed it too. Cause well, it's a big opportunity to yeah. Yeah, get another one under your belt. You yeah, know? yeah. And yeah. I, I believe that you could have pulled that one out of the bag um, for that win because Charlie wouldn't have been in that one. Yeah, that was like the main aim because obviously it's the first opportunity at a rainbow jersey. So who wants doesn't want to miss out of on Of course, that? mate. Like the best and most important jersey. But I think, uh, I think there'll be another opportunity for you. I hope there will be, mate. Hopefully, <laughs> keep going, stick the practice in, and why? Why not? You know, it's um, well, it's, yeah, just a great journey to see, man. And throughout your your trials career, I'm going to call it career because it, it is. Um, what sort of give us a bit of a backstory on your support throughout the years? Um, you know, your your sponsor journey, just kind of a, a start to where you are now. Yeah, uh, my first main sponsor was probably Monty. Or Tarty Bikes. I can't remember which came first. Mm -hmm. I've been with Tarty like 12 years. Uh, they snapped you up from the word go, weren't they? Very start, <laughs> like, we know he's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Monty, when I was, I think it was from like age seven to 11. I think something like that. sponsored at seven, yes. Yeah, yes, mate. mate. It's awesome. like everyone's dream, mate. Like, yeah. When you're 10 teenagers, I'm going to send a sponsor video out. And Adam's like, yeah, I've already done it, you know. Like, <laughs> and then, and uh, now it's on, did you get your first bike? Your first bike was a Monty too, wasn't it? A 205, you yeah. said. So, and yeah, it was sponsored by Monty, yeah. Yeah, it was It was quite a weird one because my mum and dad did motorbike trails um, in Road for Sherco. And their, that importer over here also imported Montys. So obviously they saw me and then they were a bit like, oh, do you want a bike? And then it just grew from there. So that was quite cool. Just a segue, where kind of is Monty now? Because obviously it was a big brand here in the UK. I mean, it's not as, is it still about or is it just a, good point. a lot smaller than what it was? I'm not really heard much I feel like it. this will be a question for Adam Reed when he comes on the show eventually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He'll know this answer. Yeah. And we're calling him out now and... Yeah, yeah, testing them. But no, I, I don't know even myself. I know last thing they made was the, the Monty Because they were massive and like you say, they you know, came in obviously with the like motor trials stuff and it was kind of I suppose like the accessory to kind of like motor trials really, wasn't it? That was Yeah. Yeah, that was the bike that all the kids sort of got onto as their first well, like yourself, the first sort of starting bike really. And what was your what was after Monty? What were you riding after that? At any point in uh, had a little spell with Onza. That's but, what I was just saying. Were you, did you ride an Onza? Everyone's ridden an Onza. Yeah, I think I had a prototype Onza for, I can't remember how long, but it was like halfway between a 207 and a full-size 20-inch. So that was that was good from them, yeah. really. So that, that um, middle ground as you're growing up. Yeah, because you don't want to go straight to a 20-inch when I, couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to handle that. But a 207 was obviously too small, so... Yeah. What was, was your like, favourite? What's been your favourite sort of trials bike that you can remember? <laughs> to be honest, the current bike I'm riding now yeah. is, I couldn't fault it. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Like the stiffness compared to 
Like every jitsu. So now, just so everyone knows, you're you're riding a, a jitsu. Tell everyone what you're riding right now. Yes, yeah, so I've been with the jitsu team for like seven years, I think. Um, and every single bike seems to. It might not look too different to the public, but when you ride it, you can tell every single time that's innovated a little bit, mm. and every little step is getting better. And the one I'm riding now, it's so stiff. It like the first time I rode it instantly. I was better. I like, wow, that's when yeah. it hit me like, this is good. the one. I do like their engineering of their frames because they've gone for like the less is more. Yeah, and there's certain things, components as well, like the stems that got the bolts like around the side, like out, out of the way. Like you've seen those. Oh, yeah, yes. Was, yeah, because you can... Yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. That was a big thing we wanted because, you know, like when you go guts front, it all just rips up your... Absolutely. We had to file your bolt stand, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, 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 on my stem, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> not a nice feeling. <laughs> well, that shredded look, like, not actually shredded, <laughs> yeah. like, but, yeah, shredded, yeah. No, I think they're coming out with some, you know, really, really good um, really good stuff. The frame's definitely improving. Um, you say it was, like, a lot a lot stiffer. I mean, do you know how that was done? Like, because, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, the machining's different, so the, the tubing's actually different on this one. Um, and they also, they tr well, <laughs> the one I'm on now is a little bit different. Um, is it a prototype that no one else has? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Can yeah. we talk about new parts that no one else has got? Or maybe a little bit. Go into that. I'm <laughs> Just sure. tease. Tease us into bit. it. So there is there is a through axle front and back on this new one. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's what that the world's going to... Everyone's got going through axles. Every trials, yeah. every trials company is going to do Which is really annoying because it's... Only annoying in the people like us that kind of upgrade bits at a time, or some people yeah, that like. I like this. to mix and match things. That's what I was getting a frame off um, Owen Gorthorpe, like one of his older ones recently. He's like, oh, oh, he goes, oh, damn it, I can't give you that. I have to give you the the rear hub with it too. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it needs that specific rear. I was like, ah. But <laughs> so Jitsi, moving on. But to... it is, uh, it is a lot yeah. higher end stuff though, really, yeah. isn't it? Because trials bikes in years gone by have always been a bit. You know, you, you see downhill bikes and they've got all through axles and everything just like clicks. We might together. be, we might need to catch up with the rest of the bike. Whereas industry. trials bikes are just a bit like, oh, I'll just hammer that there, snail cam there, and so they're on through axles now. How are you find how are you finding this new new build? It's a lot better. It's so much easier as well. Yeah, and just like you can have full faith in the bike now. Like I can try anything and I know. It's fine. You feel you can just obviously feel how stiff it is. I know for a fact because my echo's so flexy. I mean, it is cracked, so that might be why. But <laughs> <laughs> it is. You, you get onto these newer frames. The the Krukers being obviously another kind of competition for Jitsi. They themselves they're so they are so stiff. The and stiffest carbon, of course, had. is an advantage because same sort of thing. And and Tom's mentioned a, a bit of carbon there. Did we see some Jitsi? Carbon, are you allowed to talk about that? Are Jitsi going to listen to this? Are they going to get me in trouble? I mean, can you talk about them? Uh, oh, that dear. Do you know, that's TGS Chris trying to call us right now. He, he just got himself into his, the first podcast. There we go. But we'll have to cancel on him. We're talking about competitions, Chris. <laughs> Natural. No yeah, TGS sorry. I'll, I'll put my phone uh, back. Sorry. Adam, back to you. Um, well, I guess that's one of the positives about Corona that's happened. We've been able to test a lot of things for the past year because obviously in a normal year you wouldn't really want to be testing stuff around competition season so between us and the the guys at Jitsi we have been able to test quite a lot of things and recently yeah the one is the carbon fork nice and obviously <laughs> I guess as a testing rider that's probably why you have to ride every day to really test something yeah, right? tonight, yeah. are there certain what I'm getting at, are there certain things that they say you know you try this try this or they're just like Here's the forks, come back to us. Um, no, it's more like this is the hours we want it to reach. Mm -hmm. Try your best to get to that. Throw it at everything. If it breaks, it breaks. We want to know what's what okay. it needs to improve on or what is yeah. what is good about it, what's not good about it. And I think a weird thing with testing is, though, like sometimes we can get two products the exact same but they're actually different, you know, because they're only made on a small scale. Yeah. Uh, true, yeah. So it's like a sample itself and obviously the production yeah, line. Yeah. Yeah, okay. with it being a sample, it can be the exact same fork or exact same stem, stuff like that. And it can actually be different. Yeah. So it's quite strange. 
I've had that before, actually, where I, <laughs> only recently with Onza, the prototype frames usually last longer than the production. <laughs> they just <laughs> like, put my Genesis, I had one of the prototype Genesis, that lasted probably six months longer than the production frame did. Wow. I don't know whether they put more effort into that <laughs> sample. But it's a thing. I, I can totally sort of see that. And is there anything else that we don't know that they're testing other than forks? You've got a new frame. Um, uh, anything you're allowed <laughs> to say? Or they? you can say that they are, but you can't. There is one thing that no one in trials will have ever seen yet, but I'm not going to drop that one yet. Okay, cool. Watch well, this face, fine. guys. Jitsi. So yep. that will be... Um, that would no be one, interesting. I, think, I don't think anyone has done it yet, but that, we've tried one before okay. and we're getting a new sample this week for it. And if it works, it'll be a game changer, I think. Wow. Oh, I love, I love this already. Yeah, so, cool. um, Adam, after this, um, now you're going to have people messaging you like, oh, wow, what is this? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Because we're like a few weeks ahead right now. So uh, be prepared. So that's pretty cool then. I mean, to know that they're doing, you're kind of helping push like the sport in terms of what it's then going to be in terms of opponents i was thinking earlier as well jitsi must be a pretty damn good sponsor because they make everything yeah from head to toe you've got your helmet you've got your shoes you've got your clothing you've got the bike yeah it's literally the best i could ask for they supply me with everything it's it's perfect i always i do i do sort of look at them and feel like they're one of the most supportive brands in terms of um team riders they they seem super supportive i do have to ask is it law that you have to wear your Jitsi jerseys when you ride? It's a rumour that I've heard. I just wanted to <laughs> clarify it. Is this true? Uh, I don't know. I've never really been put in the situation because I just it's natural for me to ride in of course. it. It's not like written. Let me be more precise. Is it written in a contract where you have to sign like, you must wear Jitsi? Someone said it to me. It might have been a joke. You know how I get that you have to wear Jitsi jerseys when you ride your trials bike. <laughs> but maybe not you can say it's like well not that i can remember okay I, mean, I signed the contract quite a few years ago so <laughs> not really remember but this, he, he missed the small print where it probably is going to go back through and his dad's like uh yeah that's what you have to wear it like in small print somewhere well then again <laughs> if, they, if they provide it all you know i'd be like no. us like if 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 someone was providing me with clothing i doubt i'd go out no I'm, I'm actually i think it's awesome <laughs> i was just like right. interested to see if that was like it would be a cool rule. I mean, I'm going to make it a rule for any ambassador for, for the shindigs. Be like, uh, sorry, you're not in the video. Yeah, like, I know you've got <laughs> two hoodies. Like, you own on. two hoodies. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, the amount that they supply me, I, I wouldn't do anything else. Like, no, it doesn't even do any the amount of help I, The amount of help they give me, it's just helping to give it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's... They're the only company that I know you can just buy all the gear and have no idea and like look the part. There are people who are <laughs> fully in dress and you're like, mate, he looks like a sick rider. Like <laughs> someone who is amazing. And then, um, yeah, they might not be a, a world pro. But uh, fair, the, a lot of people do wear it, it uh, are pretty good. No, that's what, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, people yeah. who wear it are genuinely pretty good. So yeah. I think like put yourself in head to toe and you'll be that, you know, all the gear sort of. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we go on to our little uh, quick fire round? Let's get some more out of Adam and see. The quick fire. Adam, we've got a quick fire round of three questions. So we'll keep this nice and quick. We never do it. We, but ne- we never, we do, never it do it quick. quick. <laughs> <laughs> we just call it the round. Okay. So <laughs> your absolute favorite spot in the world. If we could put you anywhere in the world, where would you want to ride? Higgatore, it's got to be. If you've never been, you've got Is to it go. cool? Sorry again, say that again. Higator. Higator. Where's that? Me. It's about 15 minutes from me. It's probably the best street, uh, natural spot around here. I just, when it's not windy and the weather's good, it's so busy. Is it like but, um, a granite moors style spot? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's so good. I can't nice. even explain. The amount of lines there is just, you see different lines every time you go. So that's you're currently at this. Um, say it again. I feel like I need Higator. to remember it. Higator. Higator. Yeah. Yes. Higator. <laughs> Who who's inspiring you there? Who's riding with you, or who's inspiring you to sort of ride there? Um, I've never really seen loads of people ride there. I've seen Jackson a few videos there, but who would you want to ride with there? That's, right, the, if, that's if, the question. If there was anyone who's going to push Any you choice. on, shout your name and go, go for it, Adam, go for it. Like, who was the rider who's going to be there with you? 
could be worldwide. Uh, I think it'd be between a few, like Charlie Alejandro and Borja. You know, like yeah. technical riders, because the amount of lines there that on a video it might not look hard, but the takeoff is like awful, or the run-up is completely not flat. But you can't see that on a video. Yeah, right. No, I, I get you. They are. Su- I mean, you won't watch them in a competition, then. Yeah, of course you. Sort of and I know. suppose between all, all you guys who obviously you know like mod work, like check world champions or competing at the worlds, that sport you all crave for is just like getting dirtier and doing worse takeoffs and doing dodgy <laughs> run-ups, right? That's probably what you push yeah. each other on. Taking yeah. off the the pointiest part of the rock or you know, <laughs> anything that we would stay away from, basically. Yeah. <laughs> we probably we ourselves be like, oh, sure, we we should go and do, ride some natural soon though. I'm sure we'd have to pump our tires up for that though. I think you won't. <laughs> I won't actually. Yeah, <laughs> you won't. Oh, well, that's a good point actually. We we realise that there is someone who rides with hard tires, which is you, Adam. Tom was like, excuse me, Adam Moore rides with hard tires. I don't need to let him down. <laughs> To be fair, I do ride with quite hard tyres. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, super. Oh, God, like, I was glad. Solid. But that's what just made Tom feel better because I'm just like, mate, like there's no compression on his tyre. Oh, you'd be on. I'd like, be on a rail and my tyre would just look completely normal. <laughs> like, yeah, they just. <laughs> that's what it's about. And you've uh, you're on a 20 inch. So people that don't realise he's on a 20 inch Jitsi uh, burial. Burial, sorry. Would we always? Ride 20 inch. Have you tried 26? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I've tried Danny Butler's 26 inch at a few shows and stuff, but I don't think I'll ever move to 26. I just like how 20 inch you can ride like technical stuff and flick it around more and just do weird, horrible things. Like, yeah, Honestly, nasty do moves. weird, horrible things. <laughs> yeah, him, yeah, that's that, that's why him and Charlie have the same thing. Because Charlie was the same. He's like, well, most of the stuff Charlie does on his bike, he's like, I can't do that on a stock. I just, so, I just like his exact use of words. Yeah. That, like, I want to do weird, <laughs> horrible things on my bike. That's that's yeah. epic. That's what you want from a trials rider. Like right, that so weird point. Yeah, give it to me. Well, he's <laughs> in his favorite favorite spot now. You've got you've got your bunch of riders. Um, what is that one move? that really gets you buzzed, that you're, you're really satisfied um, with? I mean, any front move has got to be, when it's done right, it's satisfying. But recently, just gaps to back. I don't know why. It's just suddenly happened where I just enjoy doing gaps to back quite a lot. Is it sort of a, suddenly got a little bit more power to yourself, do you feel? Or? Yeah, like gaps I was doing to front last year and now are gap to back. Jeez. So feeling like the progression has made me enjoy them more probably that's really no that's really good to hear because i your balance is there mate i mean i've seen you as a rider as a kid that's where that kind of uh, you were probably gunning to just build up your your strength and your actual power is there any specific training that you do that's off your bike yeah i do gym as well so i have a personal trainer who i've been with for eight nine years Oh, wow, so you've got a very good relationship with them. Recognised by, like, like a Derbyshire sports thing, and they put me with him and were like, we want you to help him. So they helped me, and then it all fizzled out a little bit. They were like, oh, we only want Olympic people now. Uh, So I was like, fair enough. And I I went back to that trainer, and then we've just been working on it ever since, and that that was probably the main aim. I've been waiting and waiting to... Mm -hmm hit like my maximum growth so now I can work as hard as I can on getting more power and strength. Yeah, strength, 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 strength. And how often, what does your actual kind of routine look like in terms of with the riding and the work, working out together? Um, you know you ride every day, you did say that, sorry. Yeah, I'm riding probably pretty much every day, but I also do quite a lot of mountain biking for my stamina and then also do three or four sessions of gym a week and each day is like a little bit of a different focus mm-hmm. so some days it's more like the speed of the movement because obviously in trials you don't want to be just massive you want to be have the power and you don't want to have too much muscle or it's quite a fine balance really yeah yeah sure you want to build up your strength build your muscle but once your muscle is too big it's too heavy <laughs> yeah 
so that yeah. kind of getting the yeah as you say the balance right is is key yeah it's quite strange because like last year i know there was no competitions but my weight was like up and down all the time and trying to find like that optimum weight where i wasn't too heavy but i was still as powerful as i could be it's quite a, quite strange but now it's like stayed quite quite similar for a while so I'm sure that's probably different from rider to rider because obviously it depends entirely on your style. You know, yeah, if you've yeah, got definitely. a lot of balance moves involved, or your that's one of your strong points. Mm. Then you can't add too much weight because of you know center of gravity. But then, it, it, conversely, some yeah. people do need power to then get them over like a certain gap or uh, a jump. Yeah, some... I guess everyone's riding is different with that because you get some riders in World Cups who, if you ask them to ride like a longer balance beam or something, they probably couldn't do it. But yeah. they could probably get in a final if every move was big. Yeah. It's, and isn't it strange how we we don't see that perhaps in any other sport? Like when I mean that, you could see someone do a gap on a trials bike and you're like, wow, he used pure power and like lift to get from there to there. Then you see maybe Wheeler or someone else who just used like technique with obviously power combined. But on a BMXer and they do a gap, they're just the same. You just hit it, you hit the jump. I mean, it by like the, the style of its... I think it's probably a bit different because maybe more BMX stuff is a lot more momentum-based, isn't it? So you're just using... Yeah, that's, like what, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, yeah. it is down to speed and momentum with trials. You're like technique and power, but you can have a weaker one of the other and still get the same result I, to some I extent. You reckon probably the parallel I'd probably draw between is maybe, say, boxing or something. You know, you get yeah the same class yeah. of, let's say, like a heavyweight boxer. But physicalities between them, they're entirely different. But mm. the smaller guy can and still be all about timing and speed, isn't it? Because with trials, yeah. you could have that sort of speed, but if your timing's off, speed's nothing. Yeah. So and like you say, you could have most powerful rider, balance beam. See you later. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What um whilst I remember now, what I'm also going to try and do and ask all the twenty inch riders because everyone loves to to know what stem geometry you are running. <laughs> Because there's so many out there now, all these different things. I want to know what what um, bar and stem you're running on your Jitsi. Yeah, I've got a 150 stem, 25 degree angle uh, in the high rise bars. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was just like, because I'm a 155, 25 degrees. So oh, I can just okay. say I'm like the same as Adam, but I'm a little bit taller than him, I think. <laughs> That's what that extra five. That's what that extra five is for. Yeah. So yeah. everyone that was wondering, yeah, a couple of people have um, have mentioned they want to know sort of what everyone's riding. So you heard it here first. And what were the handlebars? The Jitsi high rise, did you say? Yeah, cool. Yeah, they Jitsi, are. Jitsi high rise handlebars. Love it. No, but what we've got to get to at one point is you know lever angles. You know we haven't. No one's ever discussed that, right? Well, I thought <laughs> the other day I was trying to come up with um, a device that would measure bar angle and stem that we could <laughs> like. So you could say, oh, this is the setting for. Setting fire, so everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, I know what it is," oh, and like it would standard, measure, yeah. yeah, like a standard. It would actually <laughs> measure like what. I'm sure that already exists. It's probably some people write it on the handlebars. You know the Trialtech yeah. SLs. They've yeah. got all the, like the numbers. I'm sure that's what that's for, isn't it? <laughs> that's why there's like actual digits written on the handlebars. But that is mad. I mean, how do you? What what do you really would look for in terms of like a bar and stem then? Like what's because I mean I just copy people, so that's just my rule. So <laughs> you obviously yeah. trial and error. You, you're quite good at riding, so I wanna hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone seems to have it quite different. Like me and Alejandro are running the same bike, but his bars are so much further forward than mine, even though we're pretty much the same height. Mm. So I guess it's really just personal preference on what moves you prefer to do, like. I don't know. I have I have my bars quite far back compared to most riders now. And that's because of the way that you rode it from day one, wasn't it, I suppose? Yeah, I guess I was just used to it and I just preferred that feeling. I've tried it further forward and it seemed to be like when I'd lift the front, I'd just hit in like right into everything. So I was obviously <laughs> not too bothered about that. Yeah, you're just like, I'm, I have to <laughs> yank it up that much, that much more. Um <laughs> I mean, doing that, I'd, li I'd like to think that over the 16, 17 years of, of, of riding, you've you've got yourself a shin dig at some point. Mate. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've just realised something. He wears shin pads. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know that you wear shin pads. It's okay. It's safety. No, but um, I still... Very but still. I was going to say, 
I think I still think you've had a shindig. Haven't yeah, you? Got, come on. Like. Yeah, he has. <laughs> okay. It's good. Can you remember it? Can you tell us a little bit about it? I can remember my first one. I, I went, I think I was on holiday in like France with my bike and my mum was like, do you want to go to the shop? So I was like, yeah. Melody was like, right, if you're going on your bike, be careful. Don't, don't try any, anything. Yeah, because you're not like, kitted up, basically. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, all right, I won't. And then I remember there was a bench outside the shops and I was like, oh, I've got to try that. And then, <laughs> yeah, first time, shindig straight away. <laughs> Bet your dad straight away been like, Adam, like, this is why you wear shin pads. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we'll, we should be clear that we encourage anyone below the age of 18 to wear shin pads. 100%. Or anyone just getting into the sport. Anyone you know? getting into the sport, anyone who's fresh to it. Despite us being very much driven by, we love a good shindig. Anyone actually who wants to wear them, to be fair. Like, yeah, 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 anyone should. Uh, we, we, we don't want to. I don't think we've touched base on that enough. Of course, if you feel more comfortable, you wear you wear shin pads. It is. Uh, I, mean, I you think shim, you can still get a shindig with shin pads. To be fair, we didn't know this. So, are you, are you were you about to tell us that you've got a shindig whilst wearing shin pads before? Yeah. <laughs> This well, is it, right? <laughs> Tell us the story. <laughs> if you hit, if you hit them right, like yeah. it spins a little, like they never, of course, fully yeah. in place. Or as well as that, sometimes you can get it like under the shin pad. You might have to educate us. Are they like socks, or do they strap around? Oh, I've got a set of them upstairs somewhere. What? <laughs> yeah. What? I, I just weren't wearing them that day. I got right, get out. That's it. You're off. The Once I started hanging around with you, I hid them. You know. You're off the podcast. Fuck off. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've been wondering all this time. Yeah, you have got shin pads. I think I've got them. Yeah, jitsy ones. Yeah. To be fair, that was more with my old ones. Like I can't remember what they were called. I think it was like G form or something. I can't really remember. I mean, obviously there aren't I many. Been all the time. There aren't many choices for shin pads. Um, and we'll be quite clear, it's probably, if you are going to get shin pads, get the Jitsi ones. Yeah. They are the best ones. Yeah, just in terms of obviously being a minimal form factor yeah. that you can ride with. Yeah. Um, um, you can't really tell that you've got them on. That's the best thing, I think. Like, it, does, it just feels normal. Like, I've got them on now because I've only just got back from the riding. Uh, what Walking you're around my wearing? Kitchen. You know what that is? When you know when you unload That's the dish, so good. when you unload the dishwasher, and uh, it comes in your shin sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what? So the irony. Adam's been like, do you know what? I did a shindig podcast whilst we were in shin pads. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> screw you, Matt and Tom. I'll show you. I'll wear my. Sh- <laughs> Mate, that is so funny. I can't. <laughs> I've lost Matt now. <laughs> no, it's all right. Sorry, sorry. I, yeah, no, I, lo- I lost. No, there then. is there is no beef to what. It's just like no. Of, yeah, of course. Uh, shin pads. I I wore shin pads when I was a little kid, um, but I was before I rode trials. You know, just obviously for safety. You know, yeah, your parents, yeah, yeah. You know, look after you. But anyone who's who's starting out hasn't been on a bike for years or whatever. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it? please do. We're well, not we're not going to call anyone out whilst we're riding them. and say that like this you know, oh, you're not part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we are. As long as you're on a trials bike and you're wearing a helmet, then yeah, hundred percent. Uh, uh, yeah, do what the hell you want. You will be disrespected if you're not wearing a helmet. That's yeah. what I, I will. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But shin pads. Adam wears them. He's one of the best riders in the UK right now. So don't be put off by us saying that. Um, I'm glad we've we've kind of put that out there now. But <laughs> if you ever see me wearing shin pads, I'll let anyone come and punch me in the face. <laughs> Set it out now. If you see me wearing shin pads, you I want to drug you me. and then just slide your shin pads on. And just <laughs> and just, uh... At Radfest, I'll be asleep and wake up and be like, oh my God, I'm having a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to know why? Mate, you get tan lines when you wear shorts. That's yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> Same thing. It's quite bad. <laughs> right, I mean, that's what I mean. But same goes for gloves, same goes for helmet strap lines. Get a bit sweaty. <laughs> so vain, man. <laughs> 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 so we've got the shindig in there. We've got... So yeah, but you said... Yeah, you managed to get a bad one with the pads anyway. Well, they just go under... That, that wasn't recently, to be fair. That was with my old ones. Gotcha. I can't remember what they were. It was like... Six, seven years yeah. ago, before the Jitsi ones were around. Basically, what you're yeah. saying is, don't worry, the Jitsi ones work. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they all do. 
So let's move off that. Have you got any other sort of sponsors that people might not? Is Jitsi your only kind of backing? We know Tarty Bikes very much uh, supporting you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, Tarty Bikes have always been really good with me. Obviously, they recognised me when I was quite young, so I can always be grateful for them because they've obviously helped me to get where I am. They always give, it was helpful when I was going through tyres all the time. When you go through that phase where you do skids all the time, it was always useful. Yeah, yeah we, I, I think we all still do that. <laughs> we were doing some skids on the weekend, weren't we? <laughs> As wasn't a joke, we actually were, funny enough. So what, um, what's, what's next for you, Adam? What's the, the next milestone or the thing you're looking forward to in trials? What's the... Um, this year, my big aim is probably to get in top 10. I mean, I would say I'd love to get into a final, but maybe next year, I think if we're going to be realistic. It depends really, because I feel like it depends completely on how the, the sections are. Because mm. obviously I'm not as powerful as some riders, but it depends on what they want to do, whether they want to do more technical sections. Like if there was a natural World Cup, I feel like maybe that would be my thing. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a pretty good chance of getting up the top there, sort of thing. Yeah, but I think maybe next year is my aim is the final, but this year top 10, hopefully. Perhaps you need to ride a few more uh, square edges then, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, he I thinks heard, he's, uh, I'm good at natural, but when there's a square, like, oh my gosh, it, it's too perfect. The the wall, <laughs> it's too square. Do what a lot of uh, compy riders are doing at the moment and put uh, a street edit out, you know? Yeah, that's a trend right now. <laughs> that's true. There is a street spot near me, but it doesn't look as good as the ones that have been put out recently. It's literally like in the middle of a roundabout. <laughs> It's not. Well, some of uh, some people have mentioned to me to say, Adam, get your ass out on a street ride, at least even if it's just for a day to, to get with the shindig boys on on, on a video. We, we know but like, this is too easy, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll come. I heard about a Leicester ride in a few weeks. I'll. I'll oh, wow. Is there well, a Leicester ride? Wow. Oh, maybe we'll go to Leicester. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. Well, we'll definitely. Um, Definitely get you out on the streets. We'd like to uh, get you in one of our shindig edits um, for sure. So people do realise that you you, ca- you do ride with others. And um, ride. and also how stupendously big the stuff is once yes. you bring it to the street. That's the thing I think that people miss is that when you see, you know, undisclosed rock in a random location somewhere, yeah, we, that, none I of agree. us can appreciate until we've actually seen you yeah. firsthand riding. People we've seen like... you ride firsthand and it, it's just ridiculous. So, you know, when I think that's when people have more of a realization because they relate to the other bits. So they'll be like, oh, oh, shit, he, he's riding that side. You know, you can see people riding rocks and doing that. It's, it's, he's doing a massive gap across effectively the height of a phone box, you know, but you don't yeah. get that perspective. But they yeah. don't know that rock. They're like, well, that's a rock. Rocks can come in any size. A phone box is one size. Like, <laughs> is that kind of concept? They're like, oh, the street is boring. It's, oh, it's probably boring to ride, but it's amazing for people to watch. It's definitely yeah. so. You heard it here. We'll definitely be getting Adam out for, for a good old <laughs> street yeah, ride. So, I think we've rounded this up quite neatly. Um, anything else you want to add, Adam? You know, if there was a, a message for all the trials riders of the UK, even the world, what would it be? <laughs> uh, to be honest, just keep enjoying riding like i think lockdown has helped a lot of people just getting out on the bike and just enjoying it really i think a lot of people would have been in a lot of a worse place if they didn't have the bike so just enjoy it just continue doing what we're doing yeah and it's still adam rides on his own every day and that within itself i'm sure that that can be tough but um you know You've seen it here first. Yeah, you feel like no, you can't get out. A lot it of is, listeners that do ride by themselves. They ride by themselves. There are listeners in different countries uh, who ride by themselves. And yeah. this is that kind of realisation that they're not on their own, even though they are. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so it's really important to to make that clear that you yourself, someone who's, who's been riding for that long time. There is something we, we need to make sure we get from you. Who would you want to see on the podcast or what story would you want on the podcast <laughs> uh, that's quite a hard one 
I'd say you can name a person or a brand or anything like that. <laughs> someone old school, maybe like I don't know, Tim Steadman. I can ride, remember him riding a lot. Has anyone said Tim yet? I think he might have come up. I know we've definitely good, mentioned him. Good yeah. shout, though. Yes, yeah. Tim Steadman. I can remember. I always remember him riding when I was really young, mm. and I always remember looking at him thinking, "I want to be like that." <laughs> yeah no seriously seriously good ride. I think he followed me on Instagram a little while back and I was like wow <laughs> no, honestly I was like oh my god oh my god oh my yeah. god <laughs> but anyone like uh, know. you know like, and um, <laughs> the f- finally I wanted to know do you have any insight into what might be of 2021 of the competitions I literally know nothing myself I'm I'm um, you. I'm not sure over here though there'll, there'll be something when we know, mm. like, we have clarification on when. But I heard a rumour that there's three World Cups, but okay. don't know So there is a rumour going round now. There's not clarification, but that's good to know. Potentially three World Cups. That's definitely doable in this space yeah, of time. Hopefully three World Cups and European and World Championships all in Europe, but who knows? Hopefully there will be. Exciting time. And hopefully we'll be seeing you there, Adam. Um, we'll <laughs> definitely be there to support you morally or shouting and screaming who knows maybe you'll hear us over the speakers at those competitions one day (laughs) (laughs) um mate it's been an absolute absolute pleasure um having a a chat with the the rider himself i know some of you have never heard you speak mate they've just watched you ride for years (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me no mate really really glad that you came on once again yeah give your uh give yourself a voice um, we have been the Shindig podcast. That's us. Tune into us every single Friday on your podcast platform of choice. And also our YouTube as well, where we can see the videos of all these podcasts and some of the odd occasional street edit. Make sure you follow Adam Morwood on Instagram, which is Adam Morwood. <laughs> Adam a- Adam Morwood, the easiest one we've had so far. Um, go and check him out there. Some great clips and videos and check out his sponsors um, that are on the page there as well. Amazing. We'll see you again next time. Take Thanks care, so guys. much, Adam. Ciao for now. Bye. 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 Ah, you f-